appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to the nation. Um, one way or another, yes, we're live like 95, and uh, we're going to talk about this. Uh, Doc Prescott, hey, the intangibles, the things that you just can't see, right? Versus talent. Uh, we already know that uh, winning games is everything, right? But it's the nature, it's how you win. <laughs> That's the main goal, is how you win, and I uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, Texas Kid, 2K, God, 23, appreciate you. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what's on your mental. Uh, talent versus intangibles. Can Dak Prescott make the throws? Can he win you the games? Is it the fashion that you want him to win it in, right? That's all just ruminating in your mind, right? We're going to open up the phone lines tonight. I want to know what's on your thoughts, right? I want to pick your brain. Yes. Let the room fill up. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. One way or another. One way or another. R.I.P. To nip. gotta grind and shine hustle that's the main thing in order to develop yourself you know what you work hard for a company you'll make a living right but if you grind and work hard for yourself oh boy you will make a fortune put that on your thoughts right all right that's enough of the intro right <laughs> Shout out to everybody, man. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to the nation. Uh, life itself is always a, a mystery, right? Uh, as we begin to look at Dak Prescott uh, collectively, what can he do, what he can't do, things like that. Hey, my thing is, can he win games? Can you put that check mark in the box? <laughs> I will say yes. Can he make every throw? <laughs> no. But I can guarantee you there's over 25 teams that probably will say, hey, they would throw a lot of money at Dak Prescott. <laughs> they would. <laughs> and looking at the, uh, I guess, the Vegas, they even have right now uh, Cowboys winning a plus, what, 8.5 games, plus 8.5 games. So that's not bad. Uh, Vegas, uh, I think they're right in the middle with the Cowboys. Normally they are. And they have the Browns right above them. That's that's crazy. <laughs> but but everybody want the flashing team. They want the hot sauce that's in the pan that sizzles everything, right? <laughs> but the reality of it, the reality, the cold reality of it, is the name of the game is winning. If you can win games, that's the name of the game. Uh, the call-in number is 682-214-4087. Uh, let me know what you guys think of Dak Prescott, is he worth it? Uh, that's what some people are saying, John. Uh, he's saying, is he worth it? Or a 10-win quarterback every year is worth it, basically. I mean, that's basically what, what it all boils down to. And let's listen to what, well, I don't have the audio of it, but I do have the actual, uh, I think it was on the Dallas Cowboys website. <laughs> Oh, wrong button. Y'all don't want to hear that. 
but I do have the uh, the website um, where they are talking about the the aspect of what Dak Prescott can do and can't do and, and the intangibles, things like that, right? Uh, we're going to pull that up and we're going to talk about this on so many levels because that that is the name of the game, right? The the intangibles versus game. Can he win you games and can he lose you games? Are, are we in the part of our lives whereas we want so much for this team that we that we lose focus on the things that we need to concentrate on is, is that's the main problem you know um we look at it from the first year where he went 13 and 3 the second year and trust me the second year was abysmal it was hard for us to even watch but the first four games of the of the second year of his career it wasn't that bad outside of the denver broncos game it wasn't really that bad right and then it just teetered out after the atlanta falcons game uh, but one can argue that you know, a ton of things happened. And what I'm thinking collectively what happened was that a lot of people are upset because of the uh, the filthy. They was able to win uh, the Super Bowl that year. And it kind of soaked deep down in some of the Cowboys fans uh, mental of saying that, man, they had everything going against them. They had injuries left and right. The quarterback went down and they were still able to get to the playoff, still able to ultimately win the Super Bowl of crying out, out loud. And then on top of that, they beat Tom Brady and company. Hmm. I think that that's where most of the uh, the, the situation is. Uh, I kill says rest in peace. AAF February, March, February through March the 19th, 2019. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, sometimes if you don't get those sponsor dollars in, and I think that uh, there's enough billionaires in this world to look at the AAF and, and donate to it or, or, or sponsor it. But we already know there's higher power inside of these things. Shout out to Sand Demand uh, 213. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Hey, guys, call in. Let me know what's on your mental. The phone numbers is up top. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what's going on in your mind. Uh, let me know, Cowboy Nation. Just let law know. Uh, this year going into the season, this year going into the season, we, we have one of these things where we planned it, what, AFC, uh, what is it, AFC North, who we playing? We played the Bills twice. We played the uh, Jets. Well, we don't play the Bills twice. We played the Bills once, the Jets, the Miami Dolphins. So we get a chance to take a shot at the Tom Brady's of the world. So now we're going to have Dak Prescott on display with Tom Brady. <laughs> we're going to have Dak Prescott on display against the uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback, the young phenom josh allen right the guy that like to run the football with his legs right so we also have him against the other rookie uh well sophomore year quarterback in the jets i've got his name so we're going to be able now to look at everything going into the fourth year this is where you kind of remove most of the blame right you can say well at this point either he got it or he's not uh what, what old folks say either you're pregnant or you're not you can't be a little bit pregnant right <laughs> But I'm telling you right now, Cowboy Nation, the intangibles that Dak Prescott got. And then on top of that, we forgetting the main piece of everything is Ezekiel Elliott. So many people say, well, you know, the Cowboys can't win. They can't do this. They can't do that without Ezekiel Elliott. Well, 
I can go back to the 90s and say, well, what did Troy Aikman do without Emmitt Smith? <laughs> and then on top of that, if you add in this right here, sometimes the running back bails out the quarterbacks in so many factors. And then on top of that, the expectations of everything. If I were to tell people that Dak Prescott's first few years is just like better than Peyton Manning's, people would say, ah, you're lying, law. <laughs> if I can say that Dak Prescott's first few years are better than um, um, your boy, Troy Aikman, people would be saying, oh, man, you're lying, law. <laughs> but the reality of it is that we've been so enamored about these great quarterback plays like the Pat Mahomes of the world, right? And and the great plays that we saw from Aaron Rodgers and, and who else would throw the ball like like no other? The, the Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, we say we look back at those things and we still fail to realize that the football is all about development and it's all about taking time. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, Watson's of the worlds and Pat Mahomes of the worlds, they was able to shine their second going into their sec third year. Uh, why, why can't Dak? Well, just give it time. There's different types of pressure when you put that silver and blue on. It's different, meaning that everything, everything you do is going to be magnified to 3,000 to 4,000 percent. That's just the bottom line. If you go to if you go to the Cleveland Browns right now <laughs> and you suck out there, there's no major media media market is going to be like, ah, these these guys can't get over the hump. Baker Mayfield is in the world of, of pleasantry because he don't have the major markets looking at him saying, hey, he better win 10 plus games. He better pass as, be as good as uh, Graham Otto, whoever that guy was, you know, so. It's a higher standard when you play with that silver and blue on. And a lot of people think that they can just throw that silver and blue on. Even if we go out there and draft the, let's say we had the first overall pick for this year, 2019, and we go pick up a Kyle Murray or whatever his name is or whoever the, the best quarterback in this class of 2019. Don't you know immediately they're going to compare him to 2016 Dak? And say, well, you know, the earlier Dak Prescott won 13 games. This guy can't win us 10. Or vice versa. They're going to throw in the fact that they're going to compare him to Tony Romo. And they're also going to compare him to uh, the, the Danny Whites, the Detroit Aikmans. <laughs> yes, indeed. 682-214-4087. Yes, that's the number. Yes, indeed. That's what I'm talking about. Let's Call in and let me know what's on your mental. Yes, indeed. Let me just pull up the big boy. Let's let's see what old Roger Starback had to say. Um, pretty much so. This is an article from David Hellman. Shout out to David Hellman. They call him Tiny Jim. You know, on the uh, on the podcast show there. All right, so I got this highlighted right here. The conversation about Dak Prescott always seemed to center on one topic talent versus intangibles intangibles are the things that you just can't see right it's always unbelievable right yes uh nina what's up man <laughs> what is what we have over here magic was it mage mage meg of rage rage <laughs> say google numbers not available okay all right let me see if i can refresh the number really appreciate you guys man just hang tight with me I try to get the Google thing uh, going, but let me see if I can refresh it. I apologize. I charge it to my head, not my heart. Let's go to this. 
<laughs> oh, Murphy Law, right? You got to gotta invite my brother from another mother in here, Murphy Law. He's always into the mix, man. He's always into this thing. Where is it? Go right here. Mm -hmm. Almost there. Do, 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 do. And it should be on now. I'm going to just leave it on one day. Just leave it on so you guys can. Um, come on. It is kind of stuck right there. Have to reload the page and just give me a call back in a few seconds. Dak is improving, meticulous cowboy. Yes, he's always improving. Dak is an average quarterback. This is from Sean Keen. Man, boy, average quarterback. But his numbers don't say that, though. You know, if you look at it from a, a total perspective, if I were to pick you up and drop you off, um, if you was an alien coming from another planet and you just look at the numbers, and you would say, well, hey, you know, where's the average at? Because this shows me the average quarterback right here. All right, see if you guys can call in now because I had to refresh the page. I really appreciate you all. Might want to check the check. Let's see. Since uh, everybody calling him an average quarterback. And let's, let's go over here. And you see what the uh, the Roger Starbucks say. So if, if you call in Dak Prescott an average quarterback, and I like that point right there, then why in the world is his numbers is up there with golf? Why is his numbers up there with Wentz? Why is his numbers up there with the uh, Jameson Winston? Uh, why is his numbers better than the uh, the other kid, the – What's that kid that played for the Tennessee Titans? Um, Marcus Mariota. Why is his numbers up there? Is everything is rested upon Ezekiel Elliott? Don't those other teams got running backs? I know they're not on the level of Ezekiel Elliott, but at the, still at the same day, at the same time, why are his numbers are up there? Why were there eight other quarterbacks drafted ahead of him? And it so happened that Dak Prescott is ahead of, ahead of those guys. As it relates to numbers, and I do know that numbers and stats and all that stuff can be misguided. But if you really look at the total picture, ain't the name of the game is winning. Dak threw for 387 yards without him. This is from Zach Nation. Hmm. Average quarterback don't throw 380 yards. An average quarterback cannot find a way to throw 400 yards. An average quarterback just don't find those ways to pull up those type of numbers. And uh, if we, we look at everything, um, average quarterback, I, I understand that a lot of people look at Dak Prescott. Here we go. We're winning now. Call from. Cowboys Brock. Talk to the nation. You're live. What's up, Law? This Cowboys. I just want to uh, I just want to talk to you a little. I think Dak can take too much too much criticism. Really, uh, every time I turn around, they listen, listen. Everywhere you look in the stat book, you know Dak misses up, and so I really don't understand why he. I mean, can we talk about it, man? Get, yeah, you're going get, in get and out, but I can hear you though. Keep what's going on. Okay. Keep going, man. Keep going. Talk it, talk it, talk I it. I mean, because when you when you think 
take a look at it. When you take a look at it, when you take a look at the stats, you look at the books, you look at the books, Dak measures Dak measures up in almost every in uh, just about every category and just about every category. Thirty three wins, two division championships. I really don't understand why why our QB be taking so much heat. I mean, really kind of I mean, can you give me a little bit of enlightenment as, as what's going on with Dak Prescott? I know sometimes he blue collar, uh, make mistakes, make mistakes, don't always make don't always. I don't know when QB does, but when you when you look at it as a as a whole, when you look at the books, Dak is on line with everybody else. Yes, he's on line with everybody else. I I, I really think that because of the mystique of the Dallas Cowboys, because of all of the legacy that we had before Dak, uh, e- even if as it relates to Tony Romo, he wasn't given like a, a golden parachute as well. Tony Romo had to go through the grind to get to where, to get to where he was at. But I really think that what with Cowboy Nation is that we are so impatient because we look at the fact that, man, it's been since the 90s since we won anything that they pour all of the burdens on one quarterback and they say, well, he's the reason why we lost or he's the reason why we didn't do this. He's the reason why we didn't do that. But if you look at everything, if you just look at everything from an outer appearance, you will say, man, boy, the Bills, the Jets, the Titans, man, if we can go on and on, the Jaguars, they would love to have Dak Prescott. They would love to have him. (laughs) The Browns. (laughs) But I understand that, that, that a lot of people are saying, okay, well, Baker Mayfield, I don't know, you know. Talk to me, man. No, Baker Mayfield. Hey, Baker Mayfield's one guy. He's an he's he's anomaly. Something ain't going to be – there ain't too many QBs to come out like Baker Mayfield. But then again, we always have to look at that second year. Everybody has a good first year. Everybody has a good first year run before you get defense at the time to figure out what they're doing, what they managing. What they manually get some defense and take. Um, I'd be interested to see what kind of performance Baker Mayfield has after this year. I know a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of QBs over the years have great performance coming out the gate. Uh, right. You know, you look at Dak. Uh, you look at Dak. You know, he's been he he's had pretty pushes all three years. He's been in the league. Uh, few interceptions, few interceptions gives you a gives you a lot of wins. Gives, always gives you an opportunity to win. He's clutching in the fourth quarter with Matt Smoke. Mm-hmm. What be going on? Well, well, this is the thing. It, it it would take a Super Bowl in order for people to really understand what they have, and and that's why I always look at Nietzsche. I always bring up Nietzsche. Do not spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have, because at one point of time. The thing that you do have was something that you dream for, long for. Uh, a lot of times people fail to realize that before we had Tony Romo, that little spell of Drew, we had uh, a Drew Bledsoe of the world, right? The Tony Banks, the, the, uh, the other quarterbacks that couldn't just win us a game. And then we had Tony Romo to come into the scene. <laughs> Although it, we won some games, it was ugly, but it was deadly enough for us to, uh, to, to get to the playoff and things like that. Coaching had a lot of issues. We had a lot of problems with salary cap and things of that nature, but we were still able to win. But what happened was Tony Romo was so broken down and Cowboy Nation was so busy trying to defend Tony Romo and say, hey, the guy just need a chance. The guy just need a chance. And then 2014 happened. (laughs) 
we saw the, the emergence of Tony Romo. <clears throat> but this is the other part, part of the coin. Everybody forgot about 2015. Everybody forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that 2015, and that, that 2015 was ugly. It was. It was 2015. It was, it was ugly. You know, I think, and, uh, and, you know, if you look at another year, if you look at uh, 2017, the year we had, the year we had Zeke out, Zeke out and all the other clouds was hanging up with Cowboys' head. Hey, with that, we, you know, we still got, we still got nine wins out of that deal, out of all the things, despite all the things that was going on with us. Yeah, there's, there's no other player in the National Football League that's been scrutinized more than the Dallas Cowboys in 2017. <clears throat> there's no way. There's no way you can do all those investigations after the investigations and, uh, and all of the stuff that pulled up. Look, it's kind of equivalent to people fail to realize, people fail to realize to jog their memory, what would Peyton Manning look like without Edger and James? You see, People fail to realize that Adrian James helped out Peyton Manning so much, man. And then the coaching staff and everything around him, it took Peyton Manning a while to pick up things. But it was the running back to help help out Peyton Manning in his first few years. And then it was the tight ends and things like that. So people always discount the fact that the running backs help out the, the quarterback in certain situations as well as Troy Aikman Emmitt Smith helped him out tremendously but people only look at yeah, one side have, of the coin <clears throat> yeah he did have he did have a he did have a you know a scrub receiver over there named Marvin Harrison so that, that's in the Hall of Fame now oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> you know so uh, yeah he had, he had some help all these guys, all these guys have, have some help. You know, you—it's not—it's a team game. It's not designed to do it by yourself. Right. So you line up twenty-two, line up twenty-two starters, and you know, and a couple special teams, and you play the game. You know, and you know, and then you have your role players coming up behind behind them. You know, it's designed to be a collective, designed to be a collective effort. Yeah, th- you know, this football, remember, yes, indeed, designed for all twenty-two every, guys. Everybody love them. And everybody loved, everybody loved the prior guy. Everybody loved the guy that just, everybody loved the guy that just left, man. But I remember, man, you know, back in the day, back in the day, Romo used to take a lot of heat too. You know, yeah. he he had other issues. You know, his phone wasn't throwing. His phone wasn't throwing. People didn't like the interceptions he was throwing though. You know, he had interception problems. Yes, and so. a few broken mirrors and, and walking up up under a ladder. I, I used to watch yeah, some games with Tony Romo, and the ball would bounce off, a bounce off a receiver helmet or or the back of his shoelace, and the opposition was right there to pick it off. And we looking at it like, man, five ints that that Chicago game, it was just a nightmare for Tony. But then again, Tony had the other yeah, games man, too, like but... the Buffalo Bills game. He threw like four or five interceptions, and we still was able to get back and win. Yeah, you know, but. You know, Dag, the Dag, 3,800 yards a year, you know, in the top 10, a few interceptions, 33 wins. No, he's looking at a good, he's looking at a good size payday. payday. I'm thinking he's probably going to walk away with probably somewhere between 25 and 28 million. 25 to 28 million? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the numbers are saying uh, as far as. uh, the range that's where I'm that's where I'm thinking it is 25 to 28 million uh but everybody's going to be looking at this contract that uh that that your boy is going to get uh Russell Wilson 
Uh, they're going to be really looking at that contract too. So it, it, it's a conundrum too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play these guys. But I don't understand you gotta, you gotta hold roster to field. You only got 188 million to do it, but you know, at the same time, you gotta pay your kids. You gotta pay your QB. We got, we got four years of four years of cheap labor out of them. You know, making under a million dollars a year. When it's time to pony up, I don't know why we all that upset. You know, yes. you got to pay rate. Yes, indeed, man. Hey, it, it's it's one of those things where I look at it like this. What's your name again? I didn't catch your name. Hey, this is Cowboys Abroad. Cowboys Abroad, man. Yeah, Cowboys Abroad. This this is another thing that I would like to say right here, too. Um, the, the thing is, quarterbacks' development goes beyond 10 years, right? <laughs> it do. It goes beyond 10 years. We see quarterbacks out there that's 12 and 15 years into the game, and we're like, man, boy, did everything seems slow to them because they picked it up just just like that, right? So it's just natural math, Cowboys Abroad. When you look at it collectively, that's why it's always best to, to pay the quarterback and to extend the quarterback because he can play 5 to 10 to 15 years and beyond. Just like when Edgerin James was out there with Peyton Manning, and Edgerin James was a bad boy. But there's no way that the coach were going to pay him his – second and third and fourth and fifth contract you see but the quarterback yep continue to develop continue to develop continue to develop we're looking at Aaron Rodgers now there are some things that we naturally can see and I'm not putting Dak Prescott on those particular pedestals I'll be wrong to say that but what I'm saying is that there are some things that you can say with these intangibles with leadership and learning how to win games on different levels Dak Prescott when I lose those traits. Yep. Well, I ain't gonna take up all the time. I appreciate you enlightening me there. A lot of listen, man. It's great talking with you. Great talking with you, man. It's been, I have enjoyed this conversation, man. Appreciate you having me on your show and allowing me to call in, man, and just been a little bit, talk a little bit, man, because you know, sometimes man, it just it just, it just don't seem right, man, the things, man, Dak Prescott be going through. But yeah, uh, you do, but you always got another. You always got another side of you. Always got the other side of the story. You know, I like that. Yes, indeed. Man, I really appreciate it, man. man. <laughs> keep, keep doing what you do, man. Thanks for all you do, man. Man, love yourself. Man, appreciate you, man. Love you too, man. Cowboys Nations, man. All day, every day, man. Conversation for the nation from Cowboys Abroad, man. Really appreciate you, man. Salute, brother. Salute. Yes, indeed, man. That's what I like to hear right there, man. Uh, people calling in from all over the world and uh, talking what they have on mind with Dak Prescott. Hey, the numbers is up above the screen. I would like for you guys to call in to put your thoughts out there to the nation to let people know how you feel about Dak Prescott, the intangibles versus talent. Is it enough to keep him? Is it enough to pay him $25 million, $28 million? How much of that money should be guaranteed uh, and beyond? Can he win us 10-plus game this year coming around the corner? Will we be able to just shake that little old monkey off our back, shake the bear off our back, shoot the, uh, the deer and the snake that's on our back that's trying to weigh us down? Are we able to do that? <clears throat> 
was it Copperface King says Pat Mahomes is projected to get 200 million in 2020. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. <sighs> but the salary cap increased what every what 10 to 15 million every year almost at this rate. It seems pretty cool. Yeah. I think uh this is from Nene. She says uh I think Antonio Brown is open and can of worms in the NFL. They weren't ready for that. <laughs> Where players negotiate the teams that they want to go to and negotiate their own salary. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that happening. Um <clears throat> this is Montana eight oh eight. Prescott would be better than last year. I agree. Every year you gotta pick up something that you can learn from, pick up things that you can say to yourself, hey, how can I improve on certain levels, right? And let me pull up this thing right here, and we're going to look at some of the uh, stats here. All right, so <clears throat> his first year, he completed 311 passes, right? Second year, he completed 308. Third year, 356. Those are passes that he completed. Uh, Percentage-wise, completion rate is 67.8, uh, 62.9, 67.7. Uh, the yards are all in, all in this area right here. And I know a lot of people, let me see what the most years. So in 2018, he threw his most yards, close to 4,000, close to it, close to it. A lot of people look at touchdowns and they say, well, it's only at this part. Pat Mahomes had that his sixth or, or, or seventh game almost. You know, he was just launching the ball all over the field. People fail to realize different system call for different things this is a run first offense this is not a sling it down the field throwing offense and on top of that i'm not putting Dak prescott in the same breath of your boy pat magic mahomes however you want to call him what i'm saying is this is a winning formula it is it, it, it's the winning formula of passing the ball and these factors you can win games is it is it in the fashion that you want to win it in? No. I think if you really if you really look at this offense and you will say to yourself, if you want those high points, if you want those uh quarterbacks to throw the ball all over the field, then you will have to change out your coordinator, you have to change out your head coach, and you have to change out the quarterback, and you have to change out so many things, and then you have to revamp your particular uh, drafting philosophies in your in your play philosophy because that was just it just the reality of it now if you look at the ints right 2013 he passed the most ints uh, uh 13 and then last year he passed eight first year of four we already know that hey <laughs> there's no way that he's going to go every year passing only four interceptions <laughs> we knew that coming out of the jump we just knew what that what that's going to happen hmm but that's a story of a different day, right? But this is what I like right here. Look at this rate. Look at this percentage right here. <sighs> 2017, he was way at the bottom. Clown backed up. I know 104.9 is a good number this rookie year. But, hey, it takes time for these quarterbacks to understand that we took more chances down the field when you throw throw the ball more times down the field, then guess what? That rating is going to drop. And if we look over here, yards per game, 242. 
That was a whole lot more than 2016 and 17. All right, so let me see who else we have in here in the chat box, man. I really appreciate you guys for commenting in the chat. After four, it's what? Uh, IQ. Um, after year four, is that what you guys are talking about? After year four, what we have to say then? Don't think some people knew knew that law. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Jones side of the ball. Jay Reese, appreciate you, man. Call in, Jay Reese. <laughs> the number's at the top of the screen. Hey, that's my guy right there, man. All right. <clears throat> Miss Jackie, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. This is the same team, the same formula that the Cowboys have won with in the past. Same thing with Troy and his record and ran the ball more than throwing the ball in his first and then now. Yes, and Miss Jackie pulled up a great point. In 2014, they said, look, we're going to get back to doing the things that we know for sure that can win us games. Yeah, there was some offensive coordinator uh, situation that, that, that flipped some things around as far as the offensive linemen and things like that. But that year, they said, you know what? We're going to run the ball more than we throw the ball around. And it helped them out. <clears throat> yes, it did. So this is what I want to do right now, Cowboy Nation. We're going to type in some players' name so that everybody can see the comparables and things of that nature. I want you guys to give me, what, two other players that we can put in the box <clears throat> that we can compare Dak Prescott's stats to to see where he stands. It could be a quarterback from the 50s. It can be the quarterback from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. It could be a quarterback from, uh, let's say, uh, Carson Wentz era, you know, <laughs> the current era. It can be a quarterback that name me any quarterback that you guys want me to put into the box so that everybody can see with their natural eyes of what Dak Prescott is and where where is the average quarterback at and these sorts of things. Just put that in the box. <clears throat> Let me know. Russell Wilson. Okay, there's one. Let me go put in Russell Wilson. What is the first three years you guys want to do? Yeah. Matter of fact, let me just do the one, two, three, first three years. Who else? What 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 is another quarterback? And this is the thing, they gotta have three years, I guess, because two years is not enough information for the nation. So somebody said Aikman. <laughs> I'll put in Aikman. And uh, I'm going to let you know that Dak Prescott, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to put first four years for Aikman because his number is going to blow him out the waters. And Winston. And uh, I'm going to put in Cam, oh, Cam Newton. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Meticulous Cowboy says Cam Newton. We're going to put that number in. And there's another Cam Newton. Huh. I wonder what that Cam Newton was all about from 2005 through 2006. <laughs> Y'all do your research on that guy, right? All right. So we're going to do one through three. And we're going to do one, two, and three. All right. Let's pull up the facts. Let's pull up the facts. The only person that I cheated with was uh, Troy Aikman. <clears throat> ah, I should have did Rivers. Uh, it's all good. Deshaun Watson. This will be Deshaun Watson's third year, right? 
All right, so we're going to look at the quarterback totals, the completions, the um, completion percentage, touchdowns, and don't forget, there's also rushing touchdowns that's in the mix too. And uh, did I do three years for Cam? I think I did. All right, so the first category would be completed passes. No, no. Dak Prescott is on top of things. Do y'all see that on your screen? Let me know. <laughs> so, so that everybody can see with their eyes. Let me know if you can see that on your screen. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not <clears throat> fooling everybody. All right. So he got the most completed passes, 975. And who had the most attempts? James Jameson. And he's not bad with the attempts. Let's look at the uh, completion. Oh, completion percentage. Your boy, Dak Prescott. Oh, he's on top. Oh, but he's average, though. <laughs> he's on top of everything. 66.1. Do you guys see that with your eyes on the screen? Yes. Yards. Hmm. Oh. In third place, shout out to Jameson. Shout out to Cam. They beating him real bad, right? I think Cam, he started off with, what, a 4,000-yard season one year, right? Oh, let's look at the mighty touchdowns. Okay. Hmm. Look at there. Russell been throwing that thing around 72, 69. All right, anybody got your calculators out? Because we can't discount the rushing touchdowns. Let's go over here to the rushing touchdowns. Cam is on top of everything. Oh, man. Joey says put in Quincy Carter. <laughs> Boy, light years ahead of Quincy. Dak Prescott is not average. This is from Hannon. Yes, I agree. But he's average. Money make him all. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. All right, so look. Sacking out of these guys in the list. Yes, indeed. We're going to look at uh, rates. That Russell, he's bad, boy. Hey, nobody. Russell is so underrated as it relates to quarterback QB percentages. As far as the uh, the deep throwing of the balls as well, so underrated. But Dak Prescott is in second place. He's beating the. He's beating two first. He's beating one. Hey, was James was Jameson first round draft pick? No, he wasn't first-round draft pick, was he? Jamison Winston was a fourth-round, right? <laughs> Cam, was he a first-round draft pick? No, he wasn't. He was like a fourth-round draft pick, right? Old Troy Aikman. Uh, he, was he a first-round draft pick? And remember, we cheated with Troy. We put four years up there, right? <laughs> Boy, and that's average. An average quarterback is outperforming these first-round draft picks for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we're going to skip long ball because there's nothing to do with anything, you know, especially that, that 90-yarder. I think that that was something, uh, a little screen pass to Ezekiel Elliott. He took it off against the uh, – was that the 90-yarder when Ezekiel Elliott took it against the uh, Steelers? Let me know. INTs. Who is Who threw the most INTs? <sighs> Troy was just launching that thing, right? 60 of them. Different era. I think the, the, the DBs were able to chip 
they was able to hang and have a conversation with the wide receivers down the field. We can we can say that. We can go with that, all right? That's my boy. Troy Aikman's my boy. Especially since he talking about accuracy and things like that, right? When he have a nerve to say about accuracy, but he was at 76.4. Hmm. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go to uh, Sachs. Dak's probably be up here, right? Hmm. Jameson not getting sacked that much. <laughs> games played. Everybody played about the same amount of games. 45, 48, 54. All right, we got a caller. Let's see what the caller is all about, man. Let me see what the caller is all about. Call from Morrow. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. What's good? How you doing, Walt? Man, I'm doing fine, man. What's good with you, man? Uh, not too much. Just uh, watching your stream and basically, I mean, Dak Prescott, he's he's not an average quarterback. That's for sure. Right. Um, but I did want to say he, he something that some of the other quarterbacks in Romo didn't have is a running back. Um, um, there's no excuses on that end of it. He had a runner, a solid runner around him. When he first got into the league or when he first took over the team, put it that way, he had a solid team around him. I mean, Romo said it himself. This is the best team I've been on, you know, uh, a group of, of athletes. So when Dak stepped in, it was really, you know, everybody said it. He had to drive the bus. Um, right. And he did a great job about it. Now, once we got in six, seven games, I'll be honest, man, I'm, I was a Romo guy through and through. Um, right. And I would stand up for him all the time. I know everybody says that now, but I was one of those guys that all the time, hey, man, he's good, he's good, just we, we got to do this. The best thing you could have done for Romo was get him a defense. Mm-hmm. We didn't have it. Um, I believe, and I might be mistaken, but the best ranked defense he had when he was around was, I think, 15th. Um, it might be maybe a little bit lower than that, but we're already better than that with, with this defense here. Um, he's a good quarterback. He's going to keep developing. He's dealt with off-the-field stuff like his mom and all that stuff where it made him into the man he is, where these, these little things that would maybe – crack at people's um armor or whatever right he's been through a lot of other stuff so he you know real life stuff so he's a solid solid guy that these little things these people talking about him it's not going to affect him we got a solid dude let's give him a contract and let, let's write him out while we can you know yes indeed so 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 we're looking at the the, the quarterback play when t- tony romo was out there right right um Parcells was a guy that said, "Hey, don't don't anoint him yet. <laughs> don't put the anointing Correct. oil on him." And he got some things that he need to improve on. And that was probably Dak. I'm saying Dak, but Tony Romo's what going into his third year at that point, right? Yeah. So he had a chance to learn and sit behind Bill Parcells, and That's and true. And, and don't sneeze at who it was it Julius Jones. Was he a first-round uh, draft pick for us, running back? I, I believe he was, yeah. He was the one. It was either – I wanted McFadden at the time. He was, I believe, McFadden's backup, um, and we picked him up instead. So No, 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 no. that was Felix he, Jones. He, he, that was Felix Jones. I'm talking oh, about – Oh, sorry, yeah, that's right. That's Julius right. Jones was – uh, they had a one-two combination with him and Marion the Barbarian. Uh, I Marion think – the Barbarian was a beast. And, and then Julius, uh, I, 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 they, they traded him. Somebody rejogged my memory on that, and – because he was he was running the Borkin ball, he had a brother too that played for the uh, Chicago team. 
but he got injured. He broke his, snapped up his leg, I believe. But, but as far as numbers, I mean, he, he Marion Barber was a solid guy, and he would break these runs. But as far as statistics, he wasn't a top runner. Um, it was really a pass game that would maybe give us some runs here and there. And, and I know he made. I mean, he made amazing plays. We can look at highlights for Barber and Julius Jones. He had a handful of them. But mm-hmm. to be honest, in my opinion, none of the, I, I don't have these huge highlight plays. Um, maybe the one where he was in the end zone, uh, Marion Barber, where he was in the end zone five yards deep and still got out of the end zone, you know, uh, when it was going to be a safety. So there's maybe one or two big plays, but nothing that stands out for me to be like, oh, yes, these, these were the guys. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, there's no real like records being set or nothing. So that's kind of the mindset I have is, is like Marshawn Lynch, man. He was perfect, perfect for Russell Wilson. You know, it's just yes. all the pressure off of him. And, and then, and then and you now, had that nasty defense. I ain't saying good. You had a nasty right, defense. Right. And, Ooh. And, and that's my point. You know, we had a solid quarterback with Romo. I mean, real good by, by 2015. He, he said it himself. He had everything, you know, he knew the timing. He knew how to release the ball. He knew, but he was broken down because he right. had to carry. He had to carry the team. I mean, I, I don't think there's too many people that could argue he had to carry the team. Right. That mm-hmm. I don't feel he has to necessarily carry the team. Um, maybe in about two, three years, where majority of the money's going his way, and we don't have money to be feeding this defense. You know, talking about the corners, talking about the linebackers, all of it's going to start hitting us around the same time. So our window, as far as if we're going to keep Dak and pay Dak, our window's two to three years, man. Uh, before he's going to demand more money, where it's going to it's going to take away from solid positions that we have, you know, that we're going to have to pay other places. Are, are you a numbers guy, like salary cap guy? Um, I, I do like the off season because I consider it chess versus checkers during the regular season. Most so certainly. I wouldn't say, you know, I I look at them deeply, but I do look ahead and say, oh man, this is gonna especially the corners next year. We're going to have to decide something. We're going to have to pick up somebody this year. We're going to have to do something because we're not going to be able to pay a Wouzier, Woods, you know, Jones. It, it's just not going to happen. Well, well, the reason why I was saying about, about the numbers, uh, are you a numbers guy? Because uh, is, it was, is this going to be Russell's second contract? Help me out. Is this going to be Russell's second contract or, or this is his first contract? For Russell, it should be a second. Should be a second. Okay. What did he get his first contract? Do you know off the top of your head? Anybody in the chat box? I do know? not know off the top of my head. No, I Let don't. Let me see if I can find it right quick, because that 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 will speak volumes. If if we can figure out a way to pay that what Russell got with his first contract, maybe just right. maybe we can slide through a, a bigger window. You see, but if, right, if because not, they did. They mm-hmm. were able to keep that defense together for a little while. That's for true. a little while. Yeah. Let me see if I can. But find then you it. see, you know. They had, they had to get rid of some people for that money. So, and I'm almost it's just there. This revolving door. Hey, I, I just want to say, you know, you're on point with with. Hey, let's enjoy what we got. You know, let's not be too critical on him, because, like I'm saying, I was that Romo guy when with Dak when Dak first came in. I was like, no, let's get Romo in there. Let's get mm-hmm. Romo in there. Let's put him back in. Let's put him back in. Well, I didn't get to enjoy the 13 and three season i didn't start enjoying it until week 10 when i was like you know what let's ride it because we don't know if this is going to happen again (laughs) Mm. you know it took me personally until about week 10 for me to be like all right let's put that whole you know romo thing aside let's roll with this dude and let me enjoy what the cowboys are doing because it's unique this year and 
I'm glad that I got to enjoy it for a bit, but man, if we could go back, <laughs> wow. right? Boy, it'll be it'll be amazing thing if we can go back. Exactly. Uh, I'm so looking like I'm, I'm looking at uh, Russell Wilson first contract. It was a uh, four okay. year, eighty seven million basically, thirty one million signing bonus, sixty one mm-hmm. million of that guaranteed. <laughs> and that's with the title, correct? That was after the title. Yes, that's correct. And his average okay. annual salary was $21 million. So right. if, if I'm a betting man, he's going to say, well, I want Aaron Rodgers' money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he want Aaron Rodgers' money because I guess he's not happy with $21 million, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, my right. goodness, man. These players making some money. I know it's not on the level of baseball, but you only got 16 right. games in the NFL, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, that that's true. And on top of that, he's about five and a half years older than Dak Prescott. He's 30. So you can only imagine Dak Prescott five years from now. And it seems as if, though, they're same in the same age bracket. But, no, they, they're five years difference from each other. And I think that Dak wow. Prescott – and this is not me homering this thing up. I think that Dak right. Prescott is going to improve a whole lot better within these next five years. Uh, right. How do you feel about that? I, I honestly don't see him – ever stopped it. I don't see him um, having trouble improving. I believe every year he's going to improve. And like I, like I said earlier, because the real world stuff he had to deal with, this is fun, man. This is his release. Even right. with the drama, even with, you know, whatever, you could tell that this is his passion at the moment, man. And, and it was his passion because it was his mom's passion, you know? So it, it's just ingrained in him. You know, you could talk about where he went to, to college and that's a family to him. So, Mm-hmm. His world is football. What? A, why? Why wouldn't you want that guy running your team? Why wouldn't you want him as the face of the team instead mm-hmm. of these guys that you don't know what their passion is? Their passion could be a paycheck. You know. You're right. I just clicked on his uh, market value now for Russell. <laughs> oh man! Mm-hmm. Can you guess what his market value is? Oh my gosh! <sighs> Thirty-two million, fam. Thirty-two million, uh, five-year, one hundred and sixty million dollars. Uh, his QB ranking would be—he's—he's he's eleventh ranked in QBs, like throughout this. Um, I guess his current contract is eleventh ranked throughout the, all of the quarterbacks that's in the National Football League. But that's his market okay. value, man. Thirty-two. Do wow. you guys see that on your screen, man? Guys, look at that. Thirty-two million. I'm scared to type in Dak Prescott. I'm scared to type in Dak Prescott market value, but they, they probably don't have that updated until this final year, though. So, right, mm, that's a lot of money, boy. But that, that's just how the nature of the beast is, you know. Um, you got you got to pay the quarterback, and you see that they were still able to make it to the playoff without Earl Thomas, without the Camp Chancellors of the worlds, without beast mode you know so we'll see right and i'm not saying that we get rid of ezekiel elliott i'm not preaching that but what i'm saying is this window is so this window is so so freaking close to being closed or open or backed open and the only way you can reopen this window and i'm not gonna say his name all the way but i'm gonna whisper his name d-law oh yeah <laughs> it's a conundrum oh, yeah. if you pay d-law that money then you'll have to get rid of some black yeah. guys. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the dilemma, man. That's the dilemma. That's the choice they got to make, right? 
We ain't signing those contracts. We ain't paying those bills. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. We just rooting for the team. We 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 paying for the tickets. We paying for the memorabilia. We paying for the uh, the, the emotions in it. We bought in emotionally, right? <laughs> Jerry oh, Jones yeah. bought the team financially, but we can only pay with our emotions and and try to pick fights with the filthy and the uh, Redskin fans and whoever else. You know, that's the only thing we can do. Yep. Hey, and I do my part. Trust me. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> do you have a YouTube channel? I do not. Sir. You do not. Okay. I was gonna say, man, tell people where they can find you at I mean, and all I, this I good do, stuff. But I don't post anything on it. <laughs> that's that's all good. Uh, I'm I'm that guy that you have trouble. I'm that guy that you have trouble saying my last name every once in a while. Maro Ochoa. Ochoa. You know, I'm a murderer of names. Yeah. So Ochoa, man, I really appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in and calling in to the nation, oh, thank man. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. I'm going to try to save your, your name in here, and uh, that way I can know for sure the next time you call. Yeah, yeah I'll keep calling in, man. I appreciate everything you do and the time you put into this stuff. It, <laughs> it, it's it's awesome to sit back and be able to watch and listen and all that stuff. So you do a lot of great stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Salute, brother. Salute. That's what I'm talking about, Cowboy Nation. Oh, man, that's what I'm talking about. Anyone else want to jump in and call in and put – what you have on your mind out to the nation, please do so. But man, man, I'm gonna type in Dak Prescott's information up here, and I and I hope that they have market value out there for him, and uh, and see where his market value is going to be at. Man, that's a lot of money. See, they don't have market value for him. What well, they do? They do. Oh, see, oh, buddy, I'm scared to press this button. Let's see what they're going to say. Let's face the gauntlet. Ah, 23.8. 23.8. Not bad. All right, let's see if we can pick up this caller right here. Appreciate you calling in. Call from Cowboy Crunk. Cowboy Crunk in the house. What's good, man? What's up, Law Nation? How you doing, brother? First time to talk to you face-to-face. How you doing, man? Man, I'm, I'm doing great, man. It's always a pleasure speaking to other Cowboys fans, man. What's on your yes, mind? Sir. Hey, man, I, I, I like the, the show you're going over right now. I know Dak, Dak you know, this is a key thing. We got to get him locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to lock down D-Law. Uh, and I'd like to see that happen as well. Um, on the Dak Prescott thing, you know, quarterbacks are lasting these years. You know, the way the rules they got, I would love to do like a ten-year deal with Dak. Go ahead, throw the money at him now. Give him like like you're you're pulling up right now. He's twenty-three point eight. Give him twenty-four mil a year, ten-year deal, two hundred forty million. I know that's a long contract, but but they did that with with Donovan McNabb. It worked well for them when Philly had him. Uh, and in four or five years, you know he's a, the the value is going to be a tremendous value. And it helps uh, out to so, everyone. I, I think that, that, that what you're going at, too, is I think that they already did something similar to a guy that wears number 77. Yes, sir. <clears throat> sure sure did. Th- those long contracts worked into our favor because then you can always go back in and do the little, hey, we're going to front load some of the money. And who's going to turn down money when you front load it and we convert some of that money into to, to, to signing bonuses and roster bonuses? And we can still make everyone happy when the markets change. I, I, yes, I, sir, look, exactly. Cowboys can be the first team to just do some groundbreaking stuff like that because I 
think that they were the first team to sign a big contract to Tyron Smith like that. Man, you own to something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and we do the long deal. We lock it. And, and, and I love and Dak Prescott that there's some things that, that he needs to work on, a few things. Right. And I don't want to get nobody jumping on my back. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the, the pocket presence and the accuracy, those things will come. You cannot teach the leadership and the, and the ability to win. When they put that guy in on the fourth quarter and they hand him the ball and they, they, they go into that two-minute drill and there's no, there's no huddle, uh, he's running the show. It's mm-hmm. a completely different ball game. And, and uh, I think we need to lock him in long-term, let him work on those things. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's the one. And I don't think he's going to reach out there and look for, for $34 million or something like that. Uh, I think he, he can see what that does to teams. We right. already see the Packers, you know, that they couldn't, they couldn't afford to keep Randall Cobb. Uh, that was one of the reasons we got him. Um, so, you know, I, I – that's where I'm at on it. I, I, I see you going the right direction, but but that's where where I am. I say do the long term deal, get the guy in there, and uh, I I think this Kellen Moore thing might work out better than than it was with uh, him being a a quarterback coach. I, I didn't like that, but but uh, we'll see. But I, I wanted to call and say thank you, man. I'm in Afghanistan. I leave here in in 18 days. I'll be home and uh, back in the states on vacation. So enjoy yeah. the channel, brother. I th- I like it a lot. Man, appreciate it, man. Keep, continue doing your thing too, and, and uh, tell people where they can find you because you got a YouTube channel, man. Let people know, let the nation know where they can go. Hey, man, uh, you guys got me rolling. Uh, you and Mark Holmes, watching you guys. Uh, Mark Holmes is a good guy. I met him at the draft. I was watching his channel last year about this time, and I came home from Afghanistan. I drove an RV up to Dallas, mm. uh, and and met Mark Holmes there. I started my channel July tenth. I just looked yesterday. I started my channel on July 10th. I had uh, 90 subscribers then because I had a, a, some car videos on there. Uh, I'm almost at 3,000 now. So I, I did 3,000 uh, uh, subs in in uh, 10 months. So it, it, I'm having a good time. I also did just put out uh, – I wasn't going to get my channel monetized. Mm-hmm. But I looked on the page, and somebody's got to – you know, they're, they're putting commercials on my channel and doing all that. So I looked on my page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's like $115 sitting there. If I don't claim it, somebody's gonna gonna you know YouTube takes it back. So it's not a big deal. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go every month. Uh, Mark Holmes told me that that's a direct deposit, and I'm gonna donate that money every month to Dak Prescott's uh, charity. So once I get my uh, what is that thing called the, uh, the 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 super chats. Once super I get chat. my super chats going, and I get that money every month. Yeah, I'm gonna send that into Dak Prescott's foundation, and I'll post that on. You know, I'll do a one, one video every month that shows my posting to uh, Dak Prescott's foundation. So that's where Man. my YouTube money is gonna go to. That's a blessing there, the but, donation for the nation. Hey, this is the thing too. Uh, yes, you probably Take have to go for, to your Google AdSense and then just unlock that. Put your information in there so they can direct deposit that thing, so you won't get no crazy check in the mail. You know, you don't want to lose out on that. Yeah, and. Uh, and then once you do that, uh, you can set it up, that money, to, you can set it up if you want to, to go directly to his campaign or, or uh, fundraiser and deal ah, like that. Cool. You can do it that way. I appreciate the heads yeah. up, man. Yeah. And uh, continue to do that. Don't you stay somewhere in Dallas? Are you close to this area? I, 
I'm I'm in Houston. You in uh, Houston? Magnolia, Texas, the big mag nasty is what I call it. Mag nasty. I'll get together with Vach. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, man, take care. I'm gonna let you hit your channel up. You got some people in the chat box. Uh, uh, shout out to Miss Jackie, Virginia's finest, and all the people on your channel. I see the same names on mine, and just good, good people, man. That's why I want to take that money that that's going to my channel, and I just want to give it to you know Dak Prescott's foundation because that's cowboy money. And uh, I, I got my little camera, and that's all I got, a camera and a microphone. I'm good to go. Yes, indeed, man. Appreciate <laughs> you, Cowboy Crunk. Yeah, continue care, doing brother. your thing, fam. Salute. Yes, sir. Salute. Right. Yes, indeed. That's what I'm talking about, good, genuine callers, man, to call in and let people know about their passion. Uh, I was going to try to tell them uh, we had the Cowboys experience, so and we, and we salute to veterans, too. Uh, we would love to have him uh, to come to out come out to one of the games, uh, let it be on our dime or something like that, and just let people know uh, that this thing right here, Cowboys Experience, you see the logo down at the bottom of the screen there. That's where you can find out trips and packages and things like that, and and then also uh, get a chance to meet some of the Cowboys players and take some pictures and. And, of course, we have the original 88 out there, Drew Pearson. So that's what I want. I want everybody just like uh, uh, to be a one big family, man. Unity is everything, Cowboy Nation. And uh, and that's what I, I, I really desire for everybody to do is to say that we may disagree with a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you cut me. Well, I might swing them hands, though. But if you cut me, we we all would still bleed silver and blue at the end of the day. Yes, indeed, man. Uh, who else we got here? Money Making Mall, appreciate you. Yes, indeed. Cowboy Crunk is a good guy. Yeah, Virginia Finest, man. Appreciate you, man. One of the mods, man. Uh, holding it down. Hannon, yeah, appreciate you. Joey, thank you all for tuning in. Any other? Anybody else got any other thoughts or concerns about Dak Prescott? Talent versus intangibles. Remember talent is something out there on the field that you can see like man that boy got some arm talent or man he can throw that ball like this and that and squeeze the ball inside the two defenders and, and still keep keep hit the receiver but intangibles are the things that you just can't see right let me pick up this call right quick yes indeed and i need two monitors right here one day call from here on Karen, what's going on? Hello? You live on the nation. Who this who we got here? Uh my name is Kieran. Uh Kieran. I know, but I live in Maryland. Maryland. So um one thing I wanted to say was I think it's important to look at like Dak's stats after the Cooper trade, you know, after he actually got a weapon. Mm-hmm. And um I made this spreadsheet that I put in the Discord where after Cooper he had a completion percentage of seventy percent. It jumped up all the way to seventy percent. And he was throwing 1.45 touchdowns per game. So mm. if you, when you were looking back at the, um, when you were complaining, comparing him to James Winston and stuff, uh, there's a significantly like higher rating for that. The uh, the, the spurt is like the, uh, the 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 thing that jumped out onto everybody's uh, uh, stat sheet. There, you're talking about, right? Like the when when the trade happened, Dak Prescott had Amari Cooper. All of a sudden, his stats just jump out of the the frame. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, I agree. You know, um, 
We just didn't have a number one receiver. Uh, it, it was hard for Alan Hearns to make, make his name out there. It was hard for the, the defenders to say, okay, we're going to respect Alan Hearns out there on the outside and Cole Beasley. We're going to respect the uh, the Michael Gallup of the world, right? The De- Deontay Thompsons. And uh, who else we had out there? T. Will, he was injured. Um, Noah Brown. And these they all sound like excuses, I know, you know, especially when you remove a, a, a older goat like Jason Witten out there and you had Blake Jarwin and the Swains of the world uh, running routes and, and Schultz. Yeah, so when you put in a, a true number one receiver and, and you insert him into the roster, now all of a sudden the lights switch on. Now, Dak Prescott, you look at him getting the ball out quicker. He have more trust and confidence that when he throw the ball to a certain side of the field that the receiver is going to come down with the ball. But, you know, everything sounds like excuses when we say that. But I don't think that anybody was on the caliber of a Mike. Was it, was it Evans kid that played for, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Who played for the Buccaneers? I think... Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. He had uh, Evans. I think that's his name. Uh, I I think he also had the other kid, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, yeah. I forgot his name. They have a lot of weapons. Yeah, he has weapons, man. (laughs) But but, but we're not trying to go tick for tack for that. But, yeah, I I feel exactly what you're saying, though, collectively, you know. uh, Every quarterback needs their go-to guy, especially when they're young. Yeah, Mike Evans, that's uh, what you're saying. Yeah. And also with the I feel like with the way the market works, mm-hmm. paying Demarcus Lawrence twenty two and a half million, even though it's Cleo Mack money, it's really not that big of a deal because if you look at it, the cap increases anyways, and he is the most important player on our defense. And in a few years, people like Joey Bosa are gonna be topping that contract anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's the other side of the coin. Um so so what are you expecting for uh D law to get then, uh, far as as far as guaranteed money. Well, there are, uh, I don't know about the guaranteed money because the the guaranteed money for the contract that he was offered that wasn't revealed, right? Right. But um, I think the problem is that the Cowboys don't we have a history of front loading the contract so we can cut them out like the way we did with Demarcus Ware. So maybe that's what his camp is afraid of. Yeah, so his campus. But, you know, if we look at it from this, I think there were reports out there. Trey Flowers got $56 million guaranteed. I think that the other guy, Von Miller, got $70 million guaranteed, right? And, uh, of course, Khalil Mack, he's two different types of positionings. Uh, we already know that the Chicago, they just overpaid him, you know. That was just too much money. 90, 90 million guaranteed, 141 million, 23 million a year. That's a lot of money. I don't think I don't even know how the Chicago Bears are going to pay anybody else outside of they they got their wide receiver. I think his name was uh, Robinson or something like that, and they got the luxury of having the uh, the quarterback that they don't have to worry about paying him until like 2023 or something like that, or 2022, I believe. So we don't have that longitude yeah. latitude. They don't have an Ezekiel that they got to reach down in their pocket and pay, or another Mari Cooper, or uh, who else we would need to pay, or D Law, Byron Jones, a a uh, Jalen Smith is up. So we up against that hard salary cap deal. That's true. And then, all right. Well, I have to go, but um, it was nice talking to you, and this is my first time calling in. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the information for the nation, man. Salute, brother. Salute.
Yes, indeed, man. Good call, man. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Who else we have in here, man, before we go into other details and topics here? Uh, Miss Scott and Pro, him is also Dane Bugler. So uh, what are you guys talking about? Let me read over here. Really appreciate you all for tuning in. Let me know, man, if you guys love the flow of the uh, calls. Let me know if you guys love their opinions. Post it down in the comment box below. Uh, do you guys agree to go ahead and pay uh, Demarcus Lawrence the big bag and say, okay, the salary cap increased about 10% anyway. I'm going to check out his information that he put in the Discord to see whether or not, you know, uh, we can all have the uh, the right numberings. And remember, this is all speculations and opinions. Nothing is guaranteed or facts unless we directly work for the Cowboys organization like uh, the Chris Halls or the, um, I, I want to say the uh, Will McClays of the world. Th those are the guys that have the factual, actual numbers. Let me pull up this. I need to have an auto-accepting call type of deal. Let me see if I can pull this. Call from Money Making Mall. Money Making Mall with the beats, man. What's good, fam? What's going on with you, love, man? No, man, it's your world, man. I'm just trying to pay this rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just want to say I appreciate uh, your show and everything, man. It's definitely a good show, man. It's definitely um, appreciate it. Definitely it definitely is, man. But, um, yeah, man, I want to talk about Dak a little bit, man, because I definitely was agreeing with um, a lot of things you were saying and a lot of things, you know, some of the other calls were saying, like, um, like that, that is a fact, though. You know, he only, he only played, like, three seasons, and, and like, the way – like, the quarterback's, like, you know, playing career, like, lengthwise is going now. It's, like, it's only going up. Like, mm -hmm. he got tons. He has tons of seasons left in him. He and does. Maybe, yeah, because you got quarterbacks playing to, what, like, 40 now? So <laughs> Right. Like, he's going to grow up in front of us, for real, for real. He's going to grow up in front of us. And, um... Yeah, but I, I just feel like over that time, you know, like you said, you can't buy that leadership and like the little nuance, you know, like the uh, footwork. I feel like his footwork, though, like that's just something he got to work on a little bit, like his um, his footwork and um. Yeah, you know, yeah. We we will be naive to think to say that okay, he can make every throw and he can beat the eight nine man front. Look, right. If right. I'm a, if I'm the opposing defense. Week one, you know what I'm going to put on Dak Prescott? Cover one. I'm going to put everybody in the box. Say beat it. <laughs> I dare you. I double dare you to beat it. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Week one, I'm still going to put eight to nine men in the box. I'm going to keep seven in there at all times. And I'm going to say, hey, Dak, beat me. Beat me. I want you to beat me. And I want, I'm going to call him out every time. And every time he sit back with that, that wind-up throw, I'm going to hit him in his chest. And I'm going to make sure that he <laughs> feel my presence. I'm a defensive-minded person. I'm going to talk noise to him, and I'm going to let him know that, hey, Ezekiel Elliott, we own him. We're going to make him our baby today. That's how I'm going to talk to him. And I, until he beat me on, on that uh, deep post, with throwing the ball with anticipation. And I'm saying that he can do it, but until he do it consistently, I'm going to sit there and that's how I'm a lot of my defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Team's definitely going to still, um, you know, try to make them prove it that, you know, that, uh, you know, kind of like the Giants tried to pull last year. Oh, well, we're going to make him have the ball. Okay. They're going <laughs> to still try to make him prove it, you know, and it's just going to, like you said, it's going to get better and better. 
And that's, that's, that's another thing for next year, too. Um, I feel like this O-line next year is going to be back. Like, it's going to be back and full of back. Like, I, th- I, th- I don't think people understand, like, just how good this O-line going to be next year. With having Witten back, having Frederick back, and a uh, young rookie we uh we had last year who had his struggles, you know. I might mess, I can't remember his name, but you know, mm-hmm. experience is only gonna help him getting that weight. And like with, with all that combined, Travis back in the middle telling guys, you know, I got this, got that. He picking up the, you know, the mic and all that. I'm telling you, people people don't understand. They just gonna have to see it, you know. They gonna have to see it. All I wanted. Was for we, the uh, what was that the young kid that we drafted, uh, Connor? All I wanted yeah, him to Connor get is like Williams. five to six pounds bigger, right? I said, look, we know he's gonna be five to six yeah. pounds bigger. The boy done Trump that he's about ten pounds stronger, right? Ten pounds bigger and stronger, right? So he he's gonna get that down pack. He's gonna be bigger and stronger inside. Then on top of that, you add into Travis Fredericks. Oh, nah. He, 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 you got him inside. You got Travis inside now, you know. And then on top yep. of that, you got the Zach Martin, and we still got the development process of uh, Lyle Collins trying to play right tackle. But that's going to be better from the jump. I wish Lyle just stopped playing and go in and just take that guard spot. That's what I really want him to do. Because you don't know how many times last year when I'm watching games and I'm screaming, I'm screaming at the TV because he want to jump off the line. Or he just want to hold somebody. I'm he want to like, sack Dak Prescott. Just squeeze, just squeeze him back in the middle. Yeah, just, just, just throw him back in the middle. We could develop somebody out there or something like, because he killing me. He killing me on Sundays. And, and then I think we are better prepared for this uh, situation too with Cam Fleming uh, as the swing tackle coming in off the bench. And uh, if we re-pick up uh, Xavier Suofilo, who was able to step into the gap when somebody w- went down and did a very serviceable job. And then don't discount Joe yeah, Looney. Yeah, he was decent. He yeah, was he was decent. decent. Yeah, he definitely was yeah, decent. he was a serviceable job. And then Joe Looney, boy, he's a gym for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so I think that this defensive front, I mean, this offensive line front is just, like you said, is going to be a whole lot better. Dak on having that trust with him, and uh, he should be at the point now that he said, okay, I invite the eight to nine-man front. I want you guys to do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, as far as, like, with these players we got to play, especially in the upcoming years, I feel like definitely good problems to have versus all these other problems these other uh, teams in the league are having, it's definitely a, a good problem because what you're going to have is players whose guys' contracts, you know, coming up. So you they know their contracts coming up, so they they going to only put forth the best effort to get the, uh, the best pay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we ain't going to do nothing but get the guests. I mean, we ain't going to do nothing but get the best production out of them because they want to get the best pay they can get out of their production. Yeah. Because, so I feel like even though uh-huh. it's a tight window we have, uh-huh. I feel like we only going to get the best out of that tight window. It's not like it's a tight window and we don't know what we might get. No, we going to get some guys that are motivated. Yes, indeed. So so if I put GM hat on you, money making mall for for like say half of the season. You got the GM hat. Are you moving mm-hmm. on from Anthony Brown or are you saying okay, it's a contract year instead of have drawing Anthony a chip Brown, on him? He Instead of drawing a chip on your shoulder, what you going to do about it now? I got some dip for you right now. He grew grew on me last year. He he grew on me last year because I I was 
I was losing my patience with him. I mm-hmm. really was. But I feel like what I feel like it was for him last year, I feel like it was uh, Chris Rashad. I feel like he was the difference maker for him. I don't know what he did or, like, what what he's doing, but he found a way to make Anthony Brown useful and, and not just useful, but he's getting the best out of him. He's definitely getting the best out of him. In the process, we we getting hurt with Jordan Lewis just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, if anything happened to him, you know, poop, throw him in. Because yeah. I really, honestly, would rather rather um rather Jordan Lewis. But you said, would I get rid of him? You said, what? What would what, I do? Would with you Anthony? shop him? Would you say, okay, is it a prove it deal for you this year, or would you sit there and say, okay, all right, all right, let me just go ahead and draft my your replacement now, you know. If do? we got Lewis, since we still, I mean, yeah, we still got Lewis. I wouldn't mind shopping him, depending on where out, depending on where we are, you know, in the middle of the season. Because I think, you know, it was very dependent on where we were last year in the season, which made us make that move for Amari Cooper. Because if we wasn't where we was, I don't think we would have made that move for Amari Cooper. So depending on where we at, I think we will shop him. But if not, you know, we 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 good where we are. You know, I feel like. They just gonna keep him, and you know, like I said, he know his contract coming up, so he gonna only try to put forth the best. We gonna get the best out of him. Contract years they normally do. And uh, what's yep. your what's your draft thoughts, man? With the fifty eight pick, who you got? The fifty eighth pick. Offense, I defense. honestly, I honestly want a D tackle. I would like a safety. Don't get me wrong, I would love a safety, but. I mean, we gotta stop the. We gotta stop acting like we don't need a D tackle. We can't just try to pick up old Joe Schmo and and throw him in the middle and be like, "Hey, <laughs> here you go, here you just, go." <laughs> just just lean on somebody until D Law or Randy or whoever gets there. Like we gotta get somebody for that middle because once we take care of that. I'm telling you, it, it's going to be different. It's just going to be different. I'm telling you, we haven't sure we haven't had that one game. guy. Yeah, yeah, we haven't had that guy in the middle in a minute. Like, who? When's the last time we had somebody a D tackle where we say, "Oh man, ooh, wait till he, wait till Sunday, he going." We we ain't been able to say that in a long time. Well, we we had one guy, and he was he was a slender guy, Jay Ratcliffe. You know, he only did like two years of good deal for us. Yeah, that was the last dog that we had that was into the inside. So I feel like he was decent. I honestly feel like he was decent. That's just my opinion. Yeah, he he was he was good for one. I would say one and a half years. He was good for us, you know. Then when he got that bag, then all of a sudden his size became a problem, you know. And then I, we can go all the way back to Russell Maryland, but you know, that was before a lot of people time. That's in the chat box, so I ain't gonna bring that up. Oh yeah, that's what happened. They get that money and they pull a old, you know. Oh, this is hurting. Oh, this is hurt. <laughs> they don't keep that same energy, basically. Yeah, but I um another thing I don't want to take up all your time, but um I I think uh I feel like this team is kind of similar, especially with the Russell Wilson thing you had pulled up um earlier. I feel like it's kind of similar to um the Seahawks a little bit, especially with the bringing in Chris Rashad. It's kind of like the defense is the focal point of the team in a run game. Yeah, you look at what they had, especially when um. You know they went on that run when they when they first drafted Russell. They had that super good defense, and that run game was was serious. And now you look at us. We got a really good defense, 
And our run game is what what carries us, to tell you the truth, is the run game. But but you know and, what? We, and, and I know that winning percentages, everybody going to look at it and say, well, Pete Carroll is not that much greater than, than, than Jason Garrett. But he had to have some cojones to cut or, or bench Matt Flynn. Remember, they paid oh, a yeah. lot of money. That. And uh, Russell just outperformed him. <laughs> he just outperformed him. I didn't him. even know who Russell was. I remember when they drafted him. I just didn't know much about him. And they, right. And I remember when they did that, I was like, oh. So, so man, that's 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 the conundrum. Uh, Russell outperformed him. And they, they, they said, okay, we're going to go with the young phenom. He's our third-round draft pick. Uh, we like what we saw on tape. And a lot of people was like, oh, who? Who? <laughs> and uh and, and it it worked out to their favor. And of course the defense flying out to the ball, the defense was like no other. And it, playing up there in Washington is a whole nother atmosphere with the the, the the twelfth man and stuff like that. So they had that mm-hmm. momentum and that at the height of their time, I think the four ers was coming along too. You know. We can't discount yeah. that four ers They team. had a big rival. They yeah, they had a yeah. big rival. So so hopefully this year we will see some type of hype train going, you know, uh, some type of – because one can argue this right here. Our offense is better than that particular Seattle Seahawks run offense. Do you oh, agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, if, yeah. If you look at it, we got old, even, old even, reliable – Even just know. wide receiver weapons. Yeah, the weaponries that we have out there, uh, it, it just – it just takes time, man, for us to just get this coaching together. And uh, hopefully uh, the coaching will – I'm not trying to throw Jason Garrett under the bus, but this may be his last year if we can't get to the NFC Championship. We going to pray. <laughs> we going to pray, man. Yes, indeed, man. You don't have a YouTube channel, do you? You don't You don't, You don't. don't do any YouTube stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a YouTube channel. You got a YouTube channel? Tell them what to follow me out on YouTube. Yeah. Check me out on YouTube, Money Make a Mall. Put me in the search, you know. I make some good music, rap, hip hop, a little bit of R&B, you know. I try to do it all, but you know, just a music vibe too, you know. If you want to check it out? Feel free. Let me know what you think about it. Yeah, that's all, uh, man. I appreciate you. Um, let me take the time, you know. Any time, man. Thoughts, you know. Yes, indeed, man. Anytime, fam. Continue to grind it out there, man, and uh, and do your thing, fam. And uh, always call in. All right, appreciate it, man. Thanks. S- salute, brother. And, and shout out to Jay Reese, man, for the donation. Jay Reese says, uh, if this team fails, Garrett is gone. Uh, what about Dak? Um, it goes back to the conversation. It depends. If if Dak Prescott was one of those guys that that, that dropped the ball, like if we start off like 0-7 or 0-8, and, and I just don't see this team going that route, that, that route. If Dak Prescott look like all the way boo boo the fool, then maybe. But I just don't see it. <laughs> maybe I'm got the Ray Charles vision to it, but I just don't see it, man. Uh Dak Prescott falling off the map. Uh I just see this team a plus ten, ten win team. Uh, I do. I know that a lot of people say, Oh, you got the Homer vision. But I just see this team a plus ten win team. Uh if we look at the teams that we're gonna play, we're gonna play against the uh we're going to play against the, the Bills. I'm not saying that you're going to put a guaranteed W up there, but you're going to get a chance to play against the Jets. 
gonna get a chance to play against the the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> and then you get a chance to play against the, the the Patriots. I think that 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 Patriots game, they're gonna try to put that game in the middle of the season. Uh, that would be a good test for us, and uh, and I think that our first game of the season is gonna be against the Giants. They try to flip that thing around. But the NFL is so greedy. They're going to want that national media market. And you're going to see it. Let me see if my guy, I think this Roy calling in. Let me see what we got over here. Appreciate you guys for calling in, man. Uh, Give me a few seconds. Give me a few seconds. Call from Roy. Yeah. What's good, fam? What's going on, law man? What's going on? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute, man. You called in before when I was trying to do this thing, what, two years ago or a year ago, something yeah, like I was, that. Yeah, I was your first caller, man. That yes, indeed. Caller. See, I remember Louisiana. Roy. <laughs> yeah. Talk okay, to me, man. What's on your mind, man? Talk, tell me all the secrets that you got on Dak Prescott, man. <laughs> man, that, a lot of people don't like Dak because uh, he's a born winner. And sometimes he doesn't throw for 300 yards a game. Sometimes he doesn't, you know, hit the right man when he's supposed to. But somehow, some way, he always have those game-winning drives where you're like, man, why he couldn't do that the first three quarters? You know, right. Four-quarter that. And, it, and, it's, and it's just frustrating to people. And, you know, um, but this is what, fourth year? Going into his fourth, fourth year. Fourth. And, you know, and – it, sometimes it takes people longer than that to. He didn't, he didn't even have a, to sit behind anybody. Everybody remember, he, he, he got thrown in. Thrown into the gauntlet, yeah. Thrown into the gauntlet and went what ten, ten games straight, if I'm not mistaken. He won ten games straight. Yes, he won. He won, he won about ten, of, ten or eleven of them, one of those things. Yeah, it, it was like ten. I mean, you know, and uh, that was unbelievable for a rookie to do that. Now he didn't have to too much ground pain in his first year. He had ground pain in the second year, but of course, you know, everybody knew that, you know, um, our running back got suspended for six games, which was bull. But, yeah. Um, he, he got, I think he went three and three in those games. Yeah, he went three and three. He passed like the high. Somebody got the stats out there, I guarantee you. He passed his high QB rating without Ezekiel Elliott out there. And then if you look at the last game of the season, I know it was a lot of vanilla uh, against the Giants or whatever. But he also threw his best QBR rating at the last game of the season last year with the Giants, against the Giants, uh, without Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott on there. I'm not saying that Ezekiel Elliott is the issue. No, don't get that twisted. But, but. I, I think that uh, the guy is still developing, you know. Yeah, but not, not only that, people forget that our defense was going through a transition at the time, too. We had all those rookies that mm-hmm. were playing. You remember, um, we lost like, almost all our secondary. Yeah. And uh, it just was a, it just wasn't just the offense that took a, a step back the, the first, uh, after his first year. It's also with the defense. And I think people forget about that side of the ball. They're like, well, you know, he had a not – not his second year. They had all those rookies starting their second year. And plus, we get, we had people suspended. Mm-hmm. You know, um, defense. Last year, you know, everybody came together. You had the, those rookies out there in the secondary. They they manned up, you know. A Wuzier, you had Lewis. I think you had um, Wood. All of them had to man up their second year. Coming to just their third year, so they should be well, uh, well coached 
everything. So we we, sh- we should be all right, but you, you never know because, you know, we have scheduling and this and that, but I think that should be all right. I, and, and, if I'm a, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, Kellen Moore call the last game of the season? There's whispers out there saying that he did call that last game. There's whispers out there saying it, you know. And uh, now, nah, and if you call that, <laughs> now we, 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 uh, if people remember, we don't really use the middle of the field. And if Kelly Moore can bring that to the fold by using the middle of the field, oh, that's that'd be gold because that's something we, for some odd reason, our offensive coordinator, our offensive coordinator, never used the middle of the field, and, and that's always wild. Yeah, because of uh, the running game, right? You know, you play action. You play action right over the top almost every time. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like uh, for some odd reason, our office coordinator he didn't really. That wasn't his philosophy. You know, he was outside the numbers, and um, I think didn't uh, Amari Cooper got there? He said this was the easiest offense he ever had. But that, that should say something about the office coordinator right there. You know, if it's not difficult, that means that. Uh, the game plan is gonna be easier for the opposite side of the field too. That where they don't have, they don't have it's beat your man. Well, that's not a philosophy. It shouldn't be beat your man. It should be schemed to get your people open. You know what I'm saying? It should be schemed to get your uh, tight end open. It should be schemed. And I kind of seen that in the uh, last game of the season. They schemed for all that, and the people are wide open. And that's mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be. Some throws supposed to be easy. You yeah. Know, and, um, I think that's one thing we miss about Sean Payton. People forget about that, but I was going back and I, I looked at those old films, and I'm like, damn, T.O. is wide open. <laughs> right. you know, this guy was wide open. And I'm like, and then you go to look, and it was the scheme that our offense ran. It wasn't because Tony Wilson was some kind of great uh, in his first couple of years, because I think that was Tony Wilson's first or second year when Sean Payton was there. It was the schemes that I'm like, man, if if they could go back, if they could go back to that philosophy to where they scheme people open and have trips on one side. When the last time you seen us have trips on one side? Well, 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 they do they do line up trips, but the, the, the yeah, three, they, the, they, they the, the two wide receiver, yeah, they're gonna run that button <laughs> hook. They come back look yeah. for the ball. It's a vertical offense, uh, and that's just, yeah. just the issue with that. And the reason why you don't see that much in the middle of the field because. Lennonhan's philosophy is, is is to have your quarterback to read from the outside in. So you read from yeah. the outside to the furthest from your X. That's why in all of his yeah. systems, you will see that the X receiver, the the uh, the, the Megatrons of the world, the Randy yeah. Gregory's of the world, not Randy Gregory, uh, Randy Moss, uh, who else? Yeah. Uh, the Isaac Bruce. Those guys, when he was playing, uh, when he was coaching, you will always see the X guy uh, to be the, the primary target. But I think that I guess the new wrinkle with Kelly Moore, he might adopt some of that. He may have some adaptations of that. But I think that uh, Kelly Moore is going to bring in some more of that uh, the, the the twelve personnel, the motion in the backfield, free up some. You'll see some more uh, plays that's open by design for 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 uh, the receivers. And I don't know that man. The when the last time you seen a uh, a running back draw? I mean, not a running <laughs> a, a running back draw or something like you 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 know like easy stuff to make it. Okay, I'm gonna go back like I'm passing. Then, oh, here, here you go. Remember that old Emmitt Smith plays? You used to oh, yeah. just uh, run. He charged me to go back, and then everybody would go downfield, and then bam, you know, uh, he get like five, six yards. Oh, he, he might get, he might bust over for twenty yards. Man, I, it's just that uh, we had the most vanilla offense, and they're like, "What's Dak problem?" Well, hold on, hold on now. Maybe it's the schemes that we ran to make Dak 
you know, not uh, to where he, he can reach his full potential, you know. Uh, and I'm not saying blame, you know, Jack had to take responsibility. So does uh, Garrett and so does Linehan. You know, all of them had to take responsibility. But, man, you can't handcuff your, your – you're supposed to be your quarterback of the future if you're not giving him plays to make him successful, successful to where he could open up the offense for Zeke. If you go, if people go keep putting eight man in the, in a box, okay. Well, what the other? You got wide receivers. You could have up to five wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, what they supposed to do? Just stand there and let them just keep pounding a rock, keep pounding our head against a brick wall? That's that's not how it's supposed to work. No, yeah, you're right. You, 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 I, I don't like the uh, philosophy. Hey, mono a mono, my best versus your yeah, best. Sometimes you're gonna have to reach into your mind and say, okay. These are the things that we're going to do in order to win this game, whether it be mentally, whether it be uh, uh, drawing up something. Uh, we have yet to see the flea flicker in a long time, right? So it's, yeah, I mean, it's small things, man. <laughs> just just little, little things that can tweak the offense. Okay, la- okay, the last few games of the season, remember when we needed to make we, we needed to make a run to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, then they want to start using Dak legs in order to you, why well, you could do that at the beginning of the uh, season to to throw people off, you know. I I Jack a big guy. He was six two, about two two thirty five, two four. I mean, that's a big guy. For, I, I'll uh, give him two forty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you look a little bigger, sometimes you look a little smaller. But you know, and I I know you don't want to. I know you don't want your quarterback to take a pounding, but you, sometimes you have to be like, okay. Roll out to your right. Roll out to your left. You know, uh, all those things they did when he, in his first season, they did pretty much everything that was tailor made for Tony Robo. And then all of a sudden, the second year, they dialed everything back. I'm like, well, why not keep it the same? Why not? You know, uh, he come the nine man front, <laughs> run the ball. Okay, That's, that that doesn't work. How about this? You see a nine man front? Check out that shit. Yeah, check out you know, and uh, two tight ends ain't ain't gonna work all the time. Yes, indeed. You know, now, this is another thing that I that, that I, I I commanded Dak Prescott on is because I don't think that he had the longitude and latitude to check out every play. Uh, remember the play that Amari Cooper wanted him yeah. to to change up the play. He was like, "Nah, that's what Coach called. I'm doing what Coach says." Yeah, he couldn't <laughs> and, do it. And then right before the play, he said, uh, "He audible out of it." He said, "Okay, I'm gonna give you." He gave him a head nod, and, and, and Cooper yeah. was like, "Yes." And and remember this: after Cooper made that uh, 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 opening statement, I guess with the media. He'd fell off. <laughs> it seemed like Lenny Hans said, "Okay, you gonna you gonna shun yeah. and sully and denigrate my name like that? Yeah. We will We're see what's going to happen to you next week." <laughs> <laughs> We're not throwing the ball to you. Button hooks for you all day long. Button hooks, five, <laughs> now, six yard route turnaround for the ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, I don't know if the younger generation know the, the button hook, but you know us playing Madden at a uh, Madden and Tecmo Bowl. That was like the little thing. Button hook, button hook. Now, uh, when you playing man to man, yes, yes, indeed, man to man. I would do that button hook all day, every day. The receiver, the receiver's got the right path for the ball. The defender, yeah. Button hook, he couldn't even stop. (laughs) No, you can't stop. It was a a great route runner, right? I mean, no, no, no. He's he's extreme great route runner. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, I was he's, the, he's one of the greatest route runners we have in the game nowadays. 
Now, if uh, Kellen Moore was, was smart, you would use that to your advantage because mm-hmm. you would want to know what the defense. Oh, yeah. Roy, you still there? Roy, I think I lost you, but yeah, Mari Cooper is a is a hell of a route runner. Um, and then on top of that, I would say this, Michael Gallup would develop into that X. I think he solidified that positioning. So you can now move Amari Cooper all over the board, you know. So he's like the, uh, you know how do you say in chess, the queen can move all over. So he's one of those pieces of the chess. And uh, now you got a, a guy that you can put anywhere on the on that on that uh, offensive side of the ball. And then you sprinkle in what Randall Cobb can do. Oh, my goodness. The thing is, I love what Cole Beasley was able to do, Cowboy Nation. But if you look at it from a, a, a bigger picture, man. I think this Roy calling back in. Let me see if I can get him on the line again. But, boy. Let me see. and Reload this thing. All right. Roy trying to call back in. Let's see if I can get Roy back on this thing. Come on, computer. Wake up. We almost there, Cowboy Nation. All right, so I was talking about the. Uh, let me see if I can get Roy back on the line. This computer all snapped up. Let me know if you guys can hear me and give me a thumbs up in the chat box. I was talking about uh, the Roy. Well, not Roy. I was talking about Randall Cobb versus the uh, quote unquote Cole Beasley. The difference is both of the guys are short, intermediate route runners. They can run quick, fast. But the other part of the table is that you got a guy named Randall Cobb that you can put on the, onto the outside. He can get you those yards on the outside, and you sprinkle in the fact that he can get that yak yards after catch. So that's a lot of things that you can get done, especially playing. So you guys can hear me. Yes, especially uh, playing with this particular offense. You got Ezekiel Elliott who's going to eat inside, and then on top of that, if you sprinkle in the fact, man, Man, the Cooper, the uh, Michael Gallup second year. Hmm. This is going to be medieval, Cowboy Nation. It's going to be medieval. I don't know what happened to my phone lines here. Let me know if you guys can still call in. <laughs> I'm having little issues with this uh, this new technology, I guess. Let me just do this. I'm going to do that, and then we're going to do it like this. Hopefully, uh, that will pick up everything. And I want to do this, too, before I guess I can start wrapping the show up, Dan. Uh, I think Miss God and Pro was talking about the uh, the Pro Bowl selections. Uh, we, we we was talking about that uh, earlier, and I want to be able to uh, to bring this up uh, for everybody to know that the teams have not always been trash for the Cowboys. We 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 collectively had a good squad. We collectively had good teams out there. So I'm gonna pull up the uh, Pro Bowl selections, whereas. I just want people to just stop saying that the team would trash all the time. And uh, we can look right here. And you guys can see on the screen right here. Because uh, I, I think I saw Miss Scott and Pro uh, debating with somebody. This is Pro Bowl in 2009. We went 11-5. First place in the NFC East. Remember that year? Miles Austin. Leonard Davis. Big Leonard Davis, right? Andrew Gerard. <laughs> Gerard, I think that's how you say his name, right? Those are offensive linemen. <laughs> 
At the end of the day, those are offensive linemen. Mike Jenkins, y'all remember that? Terrence Williams, Jay Ratcliffe, Tony Romo, Demarcus Ware, Jason Witten. So I want people to stop saying it. Well, you know, Tony Romo never had a team or we never had that team that was just like lights out or what have you. No, we had some guys out there. And we won a playoff game that year. Remember, we dog whooped the Eagles 34 to 14. And then on top of that, we went out there, went up there all the way to the Viking land. And we played against them. And it was 34-3. I think Jerry Sensabar is still trying to find Sidney Rice because he couldn't turn his head around. <laughs> we laid an egg, guys. So we got to get beyond the fact that we always got to point fingers at this and point fingers at that. We had chances. <laughs> 07 was a great chance for us. Uh, 06 was a chance for us. 09 was a chance for us as well. So uh, let's stop pointing fingers. Let's just go ahead and figure out how we can get things back into the right graces. 13 Pro Bowlers. <laughs> Let Miss Scott and Pro say, look, 13. I ain't making that number up. She, she putting it out there for everybody to see, man. That's a lot of Pro Bowlers that we had at one point and one time. Uh, let me see what else we have here. Yeah, he caught it. <laughs> <laughs> in 2014 yes this did count it. it took him a whole entire decade to uh, to come up with that conclusion there <laughs> it did so um cowboy nation that's all the time that we have for this wonderful and i'm talking about a beautiful night i really appreciate those who called i really appreciate those who uh jumped in and uh, made the donation for the nation i really appreciate each and every last one of you all for being part of the thing and uh as we continue to grow this thing don't forget we have a um a, a a cowboys experience page it's in the description box click that join that facebook page let people know that law nation sent you there or mark holmes or vance lombardi big game james shout out to all of them as well let them know man so that we can continue to grow this thing continue to strive forward and continue to, to be just one of those uh i guess fan bases that that is knowledgeable of the game right <laughs> and there's understanding of the game and once we get all these things together cowboy nation boy i can't make this stuff up we'll be on it Yes, appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Yes, indeed. Don't forget, in the future, call in at 682-214-4087. Put that into your phones, and hopefully down the line, I'll get that phone line situation worked out to the best. I don't know about you all, but coming around for this draft, I want some defense and more dogs. Yes, I want some more defense. How about you all? With the 58 pick, the Dallas Cowboys select <laughs> defense, right? So we can be like, shout out to Miss Scout and Pro. Shout out to Rodney Ellis. Robin, thank you, man. Thank you for joining in. Appreciate you. Roy, shout out to you. Thank you for calling in. And uh, money making mom. Man, boy, we had a good conversation for the nation tonight. Let's go, Cowboy Nation.
Romo had to score 30 points. Mm. Cowboy Nation. Name me a defensive player that's currently on the Cowboys that's close to the Marcus Ware. It's in the same room as the Marcus Ware. Oh, wait. Name me a guy that was dog nasty like a Jay Rackley. See y'all debating in the box right down there. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. What they say ain't no party like a cowboy party. Cause a cowboy party don't stop. <laughs> How dare you put Tank Lawrence and DeMarcus Ware in the same sentence? Blasphemous. Absolutely nothing but the best. Salute. We're out. Peace. Let's go, Cowboys. DC for life. Salute.